0: Alright guys, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm going to try to keep this intro kind of brief, just because we got a big episode today. Um, I guess first things first, two weeks ago I dropped a song with Henry Thrill called I Can Feel You. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be a big one, so go check it out. It's already outperformed all of my other songs, so I'm pretty hyped about it. Uh, I just uploaded kind of an old contest entry onto Spotify, just because I liked it, and I thought... Maybe it'll do well. I don't know. It's not. It's not my greatest work, but yeah, I don't know. I, a lot of people said a lot of good stuff about it, so I, I threw it on there today. So go check that out. It's called Colors, um, and then I kind of got an EP in the works, like low key. I don't know. I don't know anything about what it's gonna be called or th- the theme or anything, but I got some songs that I think would kind of do well together, like in a little group. So been working on an EP. I guess uh, that's that's kind of what's new for me right now. Um, been grinding, been trying to rack up those Fiverr dollars, <laughs> I guess. Um, but enough about me, I want to talk to you guys about LiTech before we get started here. LiTech is one of the biggest talents I have ever heard in my entire life, and I, I do not say that lightly. LiTech is a producer from Ukraine who just had an absolute mega hit on TikTok recently called Tokyo. You've definitely heard the song before, even if you don't recognize the name. Uh, Bella Porsche made a video, it's accumulated like 34 million some streams on Spotify alone, it was huge, huge song, Um, and I think it's crazy that we got him on the podcast today and honestly, I think it's one of the best episodes if not the best that we've we've done so far for this podcast a lot of laughs a lot of great stories a lot of inspiration packed into this one and it was his first podcast ever and I think he did a super super good job so this is this is this is a good episode to listen to if you're looking for a little inspiration a little bit of a laugh and you just want to get to know the tech a little bit more um I don't know if I have anything else to add I really just want to get into the episode guys and get rolling on this um Man, if you guys like the episode, if you like what you hear, leave a comment if you're listening on SoundCloud. Shoot me a DM. Throw this on your stories. I think word of mouth is the best way to get this podcast out there. But, yeah, guys, Lee Tech, episode 12 out of tune. Let's do it, guys. Let's fucking do it. All right, sweet. There we go. Okay. Um. So, yeah, man, this is this is pretty crazy. I, I've been following you for, like, like two years, two years. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's been three years now. Um, yeah. So it's crazy that I've I've got you on my podcast. This is pretty sick. Um Yeah. I usually I usually start this podcast off by asking kind of about the roots of your past and how you got into music and how you got to where you are today. Um and so I guess that's how we'll start, man. So just talk to me a little bit about what your life was like as a kid, like you know, like where you grew up, what your hobbies were, did you like school? Go for it, man.
1: Yeah, so basically it started when I was like 10 years old or something like that. I used to make, like, 3D graphics, like, 3D visuals and animation oh, yeah. and shit. Yeah, I used to work in, like, Ma- Maya. and uh, But my friend, uh, he used to make music in, like, uh, in FL Studio, but, like, in a demo version. I, I-, I-, I think it was even not, a, like, a full, like, uh, sequencer, but, like, a uh, drum machine or something. Like, he, has, yeah. he had one of the first versions. And I was like, oh, shit, that's so cool, but, like, I'm making visuals. I want to work in a like gaming industry when to make games or like mm-hmm. movies this yeah. was my passion but uh, then my friend he showed me how to make music and i was like okay it's fun it's like it's cool <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. make music sometimes you know when i have free time but then maybe because i was so young uh, i couldn't figure it out how to make one thing in one thing in 3d so basically you have a 3d model and you have to make it 2D to apply textures on top of yeah. it. And I couldn't figure it out for like one year. And I was like, shit, it's so hard. I just don't know how to do it. And back, back in the day, like uh, 10 years ago or 11 years ago, uh, we, we, we didn't have that many technologies like they have right mm. now. Yeah, so, totally. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start making music more. So I started to produce more and more and more. And I started to show demos in school to my friends, but they didn't understand. They was like, What the yep. fuck? How how you make music? Yep. Like, do you yeah. like play on guitar or something? Like, I was like no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I'm making music on my PC. And they they just couldn't understand it, you know, back in yep. the day. They was like, That's some shit. <laughs> so yeah, and basically then I was like, Okay, I have to make a decision, or I'm gonna do like 3D 3D visuals or music. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. I'm going to make music. So yeah, it started when I was in school even and and then yeah, it just continued. Yeah, totally. So were you one of those
0: kids who was like always on your laptop or at yeah. your computer or were you outside doing sports at all
1: or Oh, no, no, no. Outside a lot, but uh, also on my computer a lot. Mm-hmm. I I started playing games when I was like 3 years old. I yeah. had like so basically uh, in the United States you have Nintendo and in Japan you have Nintendo and we have Denji. It's the same as Nintendo, but it's like a pirate version. So basically okay. in our country they made the same uh, like console, but it's like pirated. It's not mm-hmm. official. And I used to play when I was like three years old. So, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah.
0: Um it's funny. I, I had a very similar very similar story to that. I feel oh, like yeah? a lot of the times like Whenever you get into music, it's always like a friend showing you and just like yeah. your mind is blown. I had the same thing happen. Like I had a friend who had FL Studio and he was like really big into Porter Robinson. And so he was oh. like making like music like that. And I remember he just sat me down one day and was like, bro, look at this. And I was like, oh, my God, this is mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> but, um I totally get the 3D visuals thing, bro. Like recently I've gotten like really into like watching tutorials on those, yeah. even though I don't actually do it myself. I find it just so fascinating how people make those visuals. And I noticed you actually started working with those a lot for your song. So actually we'll diverge for a second here. Talk a little bit about that. How, how you got connected with, is his name Edward? Uh, Eduardo. Yeah. So, Edward. so talk about how you met him and how you started incorporating uh, visuals into your songs.
1: So, I met him, like, back in the day. I don't remember, like, years ago when I used to play shows uh, in Kiev, in Ukraine. And he used to make visuals there. We met there, but we were not talking that much. We're, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just knew him. And then I actually forgot how we started to, like, work together. I believe I just asked him, like, maybe a few years ago to make me, like, an artwork or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. He made the visuals for my AP. I had AP in two thousand uh a 19 uh mm-hmm. so yeah that was the, the our first work i think and now we just uh i just want all my tracks to have visuals because yeah, I, I want them to have story and like uh right now recently i started to upload a lot on my youtube channel and i want my youtube channel to grow and it's way better to grow with visuals and like you know full yeah. music videos and shit because people want to watch there so yeah and but we actually made a lot of collaboration for uh, crypto art. Uh, it's like NFT. Yeah, NFTs. And we we made a lot uh, around like twenty collaborations or so. So yeah. Yeah,
0: I saw those on his page. He was posting that you were making like the audios for them, and yeah. he was doing the visuals. Yeah, that was super yeah. sick, man.
1: I I made uh, like sound design and also music, and yeah, it's all exclusively for him. So mm-hmm. just for him yeah Yeah, and he basically helps me with my music uh with like visuals for my music right now yeah totally
0: it's definitely coming out super cool i think the idea of visuals is like super genius because when you listen to a song not only does the song have to be good but like you want to be able to package it in a very like consumable way so when I'm listening to one of your songs I'm not just thinking about the song I'm thinking about yeah. the visual that goes along with it and kind of this little world you've created around the song especially right. with lotus I think that was like one of one of your best examples of doing that like with oh the, thank you like the 3d visual of like the computer kind of sitting in the jungle like it's such yeah. a, like a little world that you get thrown into I think that's super super cool
1: yeah um, and you know the coolest part is like lately I I, I realized how to work with creative people Like Mm -hmm. I really trust him in his work and I really like his work and I'm a fan of his work. So usually how we work is uh, I just give him my track and I'm saying, you can create whatever you want. Like I I do not limit you, just do whatever you want. But I have like an idea sometimes, like with computer, I had this idea, like maybe you can do something with an old PC. Like And Mm -hmm. he was like, okay, yeah, I can try something and he just makes it he sends it to me and i was like okay that's awesome that's how we work it's like it's the best workflow ever cuz when you limit creative people they can't make anything great especially yeah yeah w- w- when he's like big artist like he he's right now it's like yeah
0: 100% i think a lot of times the trap like people like me and you fall into is like the artists that we work with try to just please us so it's constantly back and forth like is this good is this good how's this yeah what about this when it's like i completely agree with you i just want to hand my art to them and be like whatever makes you you happy like make that because then it's going to be the best work that you can make and not just trying to please me you know
1: yeah Um, exactly
0: so, we'll, we'll go back onto the course we were on earlier. Did, did you go to like college or university or university or well, anything?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, in Ukraine, we do not have like high school, middle school and everything. We have just one school. And mm-hmm. uh, so, I went through like nine classes of school. So, nine years of school. And okay. then I went to college. And mm-hmm. basically, when I went to college, so I, I, I live in a very small city. It's like, it's even not a city. I kind of live in forest, you know, so. Yeah, what's it called? It's called Boyarka. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, it's very very small. But uh, so basically, and when I went to the college, Uh, It's in Kyiv. Kyiv is the capital of uh, Ukraine so it's a big city and it was my like kind of first experience not not first but like first experience by going by myself every day to Kyiv to like big city and and, like I started to meeting people and like you know socializing more and shit but then like after one year I realized that it's just waste of time. I was like I'm just wasting my time. I'm just sitting here. It's like, I know I want to make music. I know yep. exactly what I want to do. And I, I don't want to be a manager because I want, like, for college to be a manager. Mm-hmm. A manager of what? Like, what would you have done in that work? To be honest, I even don't remember. Manager <laughs> <Fair>. of some <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I just was so bored. And I was like, I don't want to go to college. So, I started maybe on a second uh, year of college starting to, like, skipping classes and... Like you know, starting to like work every fucking day on music, Mm -hmm. and then I told my parents that that's it. I just can't go to college anymore. So I went to shit. I don't know how you call it in English when you like study at home. Home Homeschool. Kinda like homeschool, but but for the college. So on third year Mm -hmm. I was at home. And okay. I finished finished it and I didn't didn't go to university. All my friends went to university. Because after mm-hmm. college you go to university and yeah. you, you study there for like four years and shit. But I already started to make money when I was eighteen. Like little money, like maybe mm-hmm. one hundred bucks per track or like fifty bucks, but it's still, you know, it's still yes. some money. It's still
0: something to show your parents, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, like in Ukraine so for you to understand some people make like 300 bucks a month and they live here like pretty not not, yeah. not not great but still you know our prices are way more cheaper than in l.a yeah yeah, yeah. so that's the story
0: um dude i have a very similar story to that man i think like <laughs> oh, i yeah? i went to college for two months and then i was oh. like i'm not doing this bro <laughs> and so i i, I kind of talked to my parents and was like look i'm pretty good at this music thing and yeah this i've made a little bit of money off of this i think i can do it and i'm here now man i, I ended up dropping out and just i've been grinding oh, ever since
1: um, how, how do you definitely... make money on music say again uh how do you make money on music like you do mixing or mastering or something.
0: dude some i like i kind of look at music as like a big open canvas to just do anything like oh, okay. find any way to make money find any way to put myself out there and i'd say like the my initial go to a long time ago was trying to sell beats, but I hated yeah. it. Like I didn't like doing it. It didn't feel like making art. It felt like I was just trying to sell to like random people on the internet. Yeah. So I ended up quitting that. But um recently the gig has been Fiverr and that I think is gonna pan out pretty good. Um I've gotten some friends mm-hmm. to like leave reviews and stuff, so I'm starting to rank up on the list more. Oh um, nice. But then, yeah, just like putting out tracks, I'll get money. And and yeah, I do commissions for people all the time. Like they'll message mm-hmm. me and just be like, can you make a B and, and so on and so forth. But um, I haven't made like serious, serious money yet from it because the last year has just been about like starting this podcast and making good yeah. connections and working on my craft every single day. So I'm actually good so I can actually start making money yeah. off of this, you know?
1: So uh, how old are you right now?
0: I'm 19 right now.
1: Oh, you're 19. Okay.
0: Yeah. I just turned 19 in May, but, um, but yeah, man, very, very similar story. I found that, um, and I've talked about this on this podcast before, if you really want to get like a hundred percent out of something, you have to put uh, like a hundred percent of your time into it, you know? So people like you and me, like trying to juggle music with college, it gets really, really hard because you're splitting your time down the middle where it's like half your day is dedicated to school and half is music. And so you're not really getting the full thing out of either one, you know? Um,
1: Yeah, I just got lucky because my parents like supported me. Like when Mm -hmm. I was young, they bought me Yamaha HS5 and they bought me professional headphones and MIDI keyboard and (laughs) everything. When I was like, I don't remember how old I was, but very young. And my parents always supported me. They like believe in me all all the time. So that's why some people I know, they have very strict parents and they just can't let them, you know, not go to school or college. Mm -hmm. So I just... I got lucky you know
0: yeah dude me too man like i'm extremely grateful that my parents didn't shut this operation down on day one like they've kind of they've kind of been able to see what i see in the future and and go along with it so definitely we're both lucky to have parents yeah that's awesome
1: um
0: so are are you doing um or actually let me backtrack when at what point did you kind of see that music could be a career for you i guess like at what point during school did you see like
1: i should probably do this uh when i started to like play shows when i Mm. i I don't remember how old i was maybe 17 18 but yeah uh and i was like okay i believe in myself i'm gonna do it so basically yeah and when i started to to get my first money for like mix mastering or like ghost production or like some shit, and i was Mm. like okay i'm just gonna do it you know and yeah and then my my goal was to move to united states because uh when i was a kid i wanted to like see l.a And Mm -hmm. like, you know, I was, I got inspired by Skrillex. He's from LA and I was like, shit, I want to go there. And yeah, so my next step after I like started to like make music full time, just moved to LA. And it was extremely hard because like when you are Ukrainian, it's so hard to get a visa. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but I got a talent visa and I I moved when I was 20 years old by myself to LA from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So are you doing music full time right now?
1: Yeah. Since I was 18.
0: Yeah, that's awesome um so you talked about skrillex being one of your biggest inspirations who who would you say were your biggest inspirations from the start of making music
1: probably skrillex yeah, yeah. i was watching his like tour videos and mm-hmm. everything on his <laughs> youtube channel and i was like oh my god bro <laughs> like i probably saw a tiktok you made I, I believe you made some TikTok video about like you, you've been watching some tour video and then you started to make music, like getting inspired. It was <laughs> the, you, right? The Jackie Ultra set from 2015. Yes, yes, <laughs> I yes, <know>. yes. <laughs> that was funny as fuck. I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so true, bro. Yeah. Um,
1: Scripps, so how? Avicii and the uh, Swedish House Mafia, mm-hmm. probably the first. And yeah, all these guys, Deadmau5, uh, mm-hmm. Pendulum, Noisia, so yeah.
0: Did you, um, were you like the only one who was making music in your, in your area? Or did, were there a lot of other producers around you that you could collaborate with?
1: No, seriously, like I was probably the only one in like my area. But like in Kiev, because it's a capital, we have mm-hmm. a lot of producers. But yeah. yeah, so I started to meet some producers that was like kind of on like serious level, you know. But just a few people. It's not like LA where you go and like every uber driver or something making beats or and shit you know it just mm-hmm. a few people yeah
0: yeah so how how did you come up with the namely tech what's the story behind that
1: uh i asked my friend like let's make a unique name that is when you google it i'm gonna show up the first because like yeah. you know some some artists they have names and you just google it and you can you you can find them and yep, i was like okay exactly. that's the goal Yeah, Yeah. so we basically made this name to be like Googled, and we tried, and nothing came out. And yeah, that was the idea.
0: That's the way to do it. That's really incorporating good Google SEO. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So let's talk about LA for a second because, I mean, I think every young artist's dream is to get out there at some point and make music with people. Um, And I think for some people, it really lives up to the hype. And for some people, they hate it. So what was your experience in LA? Did you love LA or did you think it was too expensive and musty and
1: bad traffic and stuff? (laughs) So uh because like it was my dream to come to united states from ukraine when i came there like for the first two months uh, i had like a faria i can't even explain that was the first time in my life i had this feeling i don't know what is that but i was like yeah. so fucking happy every day that i was like fucking shining i was like i'm <laughs> in l.a from ukraine bro from ukraine like ten thousand kilometers or i don't know how yeah, much man. I, by myself and i was like oh but then I got like reality check like prices and homeless people and I couldn't find an apartment and everybody is kind of I don't want to call them fake but like because I'm in like in Ukraine you, you can see right away if person likes you or no you know yes we, I, our people are more like New Yorkers you know mm-hmm. people from New York uh, yeah so basically and yeah, and it was extremely hard. I moved to an apartment and I was trying to make money and I was making sample packs and it was so fucking hard by myself with no family, no friends. Like
0: Yeah, actually that was gonna be my question.
1: Did you make friends pretty fast or did it take a while or Yeah, so I got lucky with when I moved to my apartment in LA I got two roommates, one from New York and one from California. So that's how I kind of learned English. Hmm. Because when I moved to LA, I couldn't speak English at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I learned English basically in like two, three months, like where I could talk with people, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so my roommates, they were extremely nice people. They've been helping me so much with everything, you know. And they were kind of my first friends there. Did they also make music? oh no uh no okay. one guy had a part-time job and kind of he was a coach and mm-hmm. other guy he worked in a big company uh like selling mm-hmm. some toys or yeah. something. i don't know yeah so and then i start to meet like our people like ukrainians and russian people in la uh, mm-hmm. we met through like social media and then we met in reality and yeah and step by step i started to get like some connections there but yeah it it took like i don't know two years it's so yeah, definitely hard.
0: so i know you're kind of between la and ukraine right now do you do you go back to
1: la often or do you kind of pick a place and stay for a while so uh because of coronavirus all my plans got like ruined and yeah. I, yeah. I had to renew my visa and because it, like I, I couldn't do it uh, because of uh, coronavirus and right now I'm working on my visa again to come back mm-hmm. cuz like, Dude, yeah. All, all the labels are there, all my friends are there, but it's so hard cuz right now like you say embassies they do not work in a full like capacity. So it's like mm-hmm. before it, it took like 2 weeks, right now it can take you a year to get a oh, visa. Wow. So it's like it's so hard. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I want to move back to California. I'm not sure if it's going to be LA, but definitely California.
0: For sure, man. So you when did you move to la how how long ago was that it
1: it was august uh, end of the august 2017 when i just turned 20 years old okay so okay almost four years ago so so king of beats happened when you were in la yeah in 2019 right 1819, yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, i, was... I kind
0: of want you we talked about this off the podcast but i want to kind of get this recorded so t- talk yeah. to me again about like what happened during that and, and how that process happened with king of beats
1: yeah so basically i made the beat for king of beats when i was in ukraine just for fun in like one or two hours and then i just forgot about this contest and uh, then i moved to la again and uh, worked there and shit. and uh, then actually i didn't tell you this before podcast I, I just remembered it one day before uh, like the results i was joking with my friend uh, 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 like imagine if Tomorrow I'm gonna f- win the first place. Like I kind of, I kind of forgot about this contest, but like uh, a few days before the results, I, yeah. like I remembered it. Yeah, and basically I was like, imagining I'm gonna be the winner tomorrow, and he was like, "Ha cool, cool, yeah, yeah." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> so basically, next day I'm waking up, and I was like, "What is going on with my Instagram?" First of all, a lot of people subscribe to my Instagram and they started to message me like, congrats, congrats, congrats. And I was like, what the fuck on what? <laughs> Why do you want, do, do you all guys congratulate me? And then someone told me you won the first place in King of King of Beats. And I was like, what? Like, it's <laughs> <No> some <way. laughs> joke. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, it was I made this beat in like one, two hours for fun. And then I went to the website and uh, they had a video was like this main guy what is his name his uh, name is steven you? steven yeah and he was like okay the first place Tech." i was like what the fuck man
0: i remember he the- pronounced your name wrong too yeah 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 yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and that was so funny and, and crazy so i called my par- parents my friends i was like yo i just want two thousand bucks and in s- the whole studio set up for fun in one hour yeah. <laughs> like i ended- they was like wow that's so cool yeah and that that was crazy like a lot of people really subscribed to me and like you know it was a big like
0: yeah for for sure so did did like anyone from cymatics dm you or like how did how did
1: did they communicate with you at all afterwards or uh with the manager I, i i just dm'd drew i asked him and he was like uh here's the like email for the manager and he will help you so yeah yeah Oh, that's hey, so crazy.
0: Me. So what did you end up doing with the prizes? Because I imagine you had a lot of studio equipment at the time. Did you like sell it
1: or give it away or anything? Or Oh, no. I sent it to Ukraine and mm. I set it up a studio in Ukraine. And oh, actually, I'm, I, yeah, I'm right now recording this with all this setup. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, if I'm going to come back to Ukraine, I'm going to have a free studio there, you know, at my house. Because I live in a house. Mm. Yeah. And 2000 bucks. I don't remember what, the, what what I did with was this yeah. price not much um, money but yeah still
0: so yeah that's that's definitely one of my favorite stories it's so cool um i i remember that day so vividly too i remember just like like just refreshing my laptop trying to see who is the winner and i remember just like stalking your page after you won and i was like <laughs> grumpy i was like oh it wasn't me ah. <laughs> um and then you mentioned earlier that you play you've played shows and i want to talk about that man because i have yeah. never played a show before so I'm always interested to hear crazy stories. So w- talk to me about the story of your first show.
1: Okay, the first. <laughs> shit. So my first show, it was like in a club and it was the first show of this, of guys who like started to make shows and they like invited me, it was my friends. So I invited all my friends too, like who can come and see mm-hmm. my show. So we, we, we all together went to the club and it had no people there besides of my <laughs> friends. And yep. the funniest story that I didn't know how to play. Like, I didn't know how to play shows and how to mix tracks. So I just downloaded a lot of tracks on my USB. And I was like, okay, it's probably easy. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so go. I fucking I, I downloaded like drum and bass and house. How the fuck do you mix 174 and 128, <laughs> you know? And I was like... I'm going to figure it out, you know? So when I... (laughs) Shit. It was so funny. When I started playing, all my friends were like, yeah, yeah, man, let's go. (laughs) And I couldn't mix the music. (laughs) It was like, it it, it sounded so horrible that like audio engineer from the club came to me and he was like, yo, man, (laughs) do you need some help? (laughs) The
0: audio engineer comes down from the booth. Yo, do you need help playing the show, bro? (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: And I was like... Uh, no I'm cool he was like are you sure because you don't know how to mix a track it's like sounds like shit and I was (laughs) like uh, give me a minute I'm gonna figure it out so then I just started to like filter tracks and just you know turn it down turn up it was extremely horrible but it it was such a nice experience that I was like Mm -hmm. okay now I have to learn how to play uh, like how to mix music then I started to go to studios and like practice and shit but it was so fucking funny
0: yeah it was crazy Honestly like my favorite stories are like producers first shows. Like there's there's always some really funny story about how it happened because like everybody's first show is like god awful, you know. Um so have you figured out ways to like deal with the nerves of playing no. before the show cuz I could I could not imagine like how that no. feels. It's probably so scary.
1: Um I'm getting more nervous the more I play. So in years <laughs> I became even more nervous.
0: Oh that's funny, yeah. I, yeah. I remember like I watched Martin Garrix had this Instagram post once and he was like, just, it was some interview and he was talking about how he's still to this day nervous before every single show. And I'm like, dang, like, I can't imagine like, like there's people who play shows like 300 days a year, which is insane. Like, I could not imagine being nervous before every single one of those shows. You'd, you'd oh, die. No. <laughs>
1: I, I think, like, a lot of people who, like, play a lot, I think they getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't control it. But I'm playing, like, not not much. So, like, I'm playing once in a few months. And usually it's a big show. It's, like, two 3,000 people or, like, yeah. some festival. And, yeah, it's, like, a big, you know, it's... We're we're nervous for me and i i can't figure it out i have a friend who who don't give a fuck he just goes and plays yeah. he have like zero nervous zero he like he's the most relaxed man before the show i don't know how
0: yeah i hear a lot of stories like from like borgor and tisoki and stuff they're just like we don't look at the crowd we just look at the deck and just do our thing and then just yeah. go home and that helps with the nerves apparently but yeah i feel like i feel like skrillex and like diplo probably don't care anymore about like yeah. the nerves they can probably just get up there and
1: do their thing because they're so used to it at this point yeah um, i just you know i think co- because i w- why i nervous because uh my first shows i always had some fuck, t- fuck up moment like every uh, show like yeah. the, I I turn off the deck by mistake. <laughs> I like I turn off the whole sound. Like or yeah. something breaks and it was like every show until I became like kind of pro- not professional but like better at this shit. Mm-hmm. Or you know like before when you're starting to play, uh, like some DJ can make some F- F- fx or something and you, oh and leave you, it on. Yeah. yeah, leave it on and you can uh, oh what the fuck is going on? So yeah, but now yeah I'm better at this, but still you know. I'm nervous. So, do you kind of freestyle your shows, or do you plan your sets no. ahead of time? Oh, I'm planning like three. Uh, it's I spend like three weeks. Oh, so yeah. I I do not play any original track in my show. I don't have any like original track. All the tracks I'm playing is mashups. I'm I'm doing like my versions of the track, and I prepare them. And I that's pre- awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. When I play a big show, and I know it's like a lot of people there. I prepare every track that I can mix with any other track. So basically, Mm -hmm. even if it's like 120 and I can mix it with 170, I just, you know, cut the end of the track and I make like impact and shit. So yeah, in case I fucked up, I can, you know, easily mix it.
0: Mm -hmm. So are are you one of those DJs who likes to rapidly go through songs pretty fast? Or do you play like a whole song for like a minute and then go to the
1: next one? Or do you like a fast paced set? very fast pace usually it's like one minute i'm playing oh, one wow, track yeah. but one minute and shit yeah i, I mm. can have like 60 70 tracks in, in one hour yeah for sure i feel like if once i start playing shows i feel like i'm gonna be the
0: kind of person who just always wants to be doing something on the deck like always yeah. wants to be mixing the next songs so i feel like i go pretty fast paced yeah um, but yeah man that's that's super cool that you've gotten to play shows it's definitely a big dream for me um but i want to talk about tokyo now bro because this is okay this is a big story, and I know it is. So, um, talk to me a little bit about what happened when you made the song back in 2018. Actually, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, LiTech just had a, a mega hit, an absolute mega hit on TikTok <laughs> called Tokyo, and he made it back in 2018, and then it just blew up just this past year. Um, so it's kind yeah. of a big deal. So, yeah, talk about how you made the song and what was going through your head in 2018 when you made it.
1: So yeah, I was in LA at that time and. I wanted to make a song that is gonna like sound very different from all my other tracks also i was kind of sad because like you know the life was very hard i didn't have mm-hmm. much money and like shit, and yeah. i was alone in l.a blah blah so i wanted to make a song that's gonna make me happy that when you just turn on this song you you become an- happy instantly you know yeah it's super good yeah yeah and i made it like very fast like the initial idea was like maybe i made it in one hour or something like that oh and wow then I, <laughs> yeah that was the fastest song i ever made so and then i finished it in like two or three days and i was like <clears throat> okay i'm gonna release it by myself no labels nothing so mm-hmm. i used distrokid to yep. um, to release my songs and yeah i just released it by myself and i sent the emails to some like youtube channels that if they can promote it, that like I give them permission, I do not like I give them the full monetization, they can promote my song. So a few YouTube channels said yes, and uh, my song got like maybe 300,000 uh, views on YouTube almost mm-hmm. right away. So it was not that popular, but people knew it back in the day. Yeah, But that's it, that's the end of this story. And then in 2020, in December... Uh, I, I started to see that on TikTok, my song is getting popular, on like Ukrainian TikTok, Russian TikTok, not yeah. like Euro- European America. So, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And someone made some funny video with anime and my track, and then I see that it's starting to get popular on YouTube, and then mm-hmm. in Europe, and Asia, and America, and like the whole world, and every day, when I go to, uh, when I went to my uh, Apple Music for Artists, I started to see new countries where my track is trending. Wow, yeah. So it's top one in like Europe or top like in Germany or top one in like Shazam, you know? Yeah, you so were, people you were posting Shazam. that all in your story. I remember seeing yeah. like every day you were posting like a new country. Like it was charting. That was so Yeah, cool. the, that was crazy. And I had like 300 streams a day and then like 1000 a day, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand a day streams on Spotify. Yeah, and labels starting to reach out to me. Hey, like, hey, <laughs> we, we saw, <laughs> we seen you having a hit. Like, let's make a deal. And I was like, no, 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 I did not want to make a deal because, like, yeah, because it was getting
0: so much traction on its own. You didn't even need a label.
1: Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm probably gonna do it by myself. But then, when my track starting to get like fifty thousand streams a day all the labels reach out to me. Like all the labels, you know, everyone reach out. Everyone like Atlantic, Universal, like uh, Warner Brothers, like all these labels. And then I was like, okay, it's time to think, can I do it by myself or should I make a deal, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was extremely hard process. I I got a lawyer and like uh, I got a lot of people who helped me. That's good, yeah. Yeah, and basically, we were working, like, I, I made the decision to sign this track, because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, I can make money by myself, but with a label, it's, it is a possibility that I can make, like, 10 times more, you know? So, wait, let me, let me pause you. What exactly, yeah. to people who don't know, what would
0: this label help you with? Like, what would signing the track actually do to help you?
1: So, the biggest help is that if you make a right deal, the label pays you right away. A mm-hmm. big advance. So... Yeah and you don't need to wait months to, like, get money. Then Label going to help you with a music video, with remixes, with, like, different versions, with uh, promotion in different countries. Mm-hmm. And, like, if, usually, usually, Label want to sign you, like, in the long for long term, like, for an album or a few tracks or, like... Yeah, because they, they, they give you options sign... sometimes. Yeah, they give you options because they invest money in you and they want to make sure you're going to invest tracks like Mm. for them you know and but i didn't want to do it because like this track was already three years old and it's like popular and i i'm kind of independent artist so i i like to work with labels just single deals but so yeah but all the labels wanted to like kind of sign me long term and uh, i started to say right away when label like texted me i was like hey guys I'm saying right away I'm not signing a like long term deal. I can't do it. Just I have some plans and I, I and my music is so diverse. I make beats, I make dubstep, trap, future bass, like pop music. I make everything. Yeah. And I don't want to be like you know, you don't want the like, label to put you in a box kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, but mm. it, sometimes it can help you so much, but sometimes you know, it's yeah not. it can get dangerous and, fast man yeah and especially right now it's like a different time you can become become an artist if your track popular on tiktok <laughs> so you know yeah exactly and you dude, can I build remember, yourself
0: i remember bella porsche made a made a video to your song dude that oh. must have been
1: crazy to see how did you find that <laughs> um uh, some somebody sent me no actually a lot of people started to send it to me i was like mm. what like she has like 50 million subscribers <laughs> yeah. and she make actually after she made the video my song like blow up crazy in united yeah, States. imagine yeah it's like oh fuck i got to like three hundred and forty thousand streams a day that's that's nuts bro <laughs> so it's a million it's a million streams in like three days even more and it's like Oh my God, it's like- You you made this TikTok I saw recently, that was
0: like when you spend three months making a track and it was like 60,000 streams. And then when you spend
1: two days and it was like the 30 million. (laughs) Actually, all all the biggest tracks I've made in my life, they all were made in like one day. And it's Mm. like, that's how I understand if the song is good or no. If you work on a song and it's like so hard for you, you just, uh, I can't make it, the melody feels bad. Then yeah. it's probably a shitty song. But if you make it in like one day, in one, yeah. like it, it's a hit or it's a good yeah. song. If it flows you know? really well, you know, it's, it's your best work. So have you yeah. thought about
0: like not recreating Tokyo, but making songs just like it or in that style without like a traditional drop?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that, but then I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't feel like do it right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. th- that was the moment I started to make like NFTs. And uh, if you if you can listen to it, it's, it's such a different uh, music. It's like so experimental and like so yeah. interesting, like you know. And uh, yeah, a lot of people actually told me you have to make mm-hmm. something like Tokyo and blah blah. But I was like, I don't. I don't want to make something that I don't feel like making. Tokyo is three years old, and it's like, I'm not the same person, kind of, and, like, you know, I want to make yeah. some And art. that song
0: came from a very different place at the time, you know, I yeah. you don't
1: want to recreate that, because it was, yeah. It's I like, understand. to be honest, every day till this day, I'm getting messages from people that Tokyo helps them go through their depression, and I was like, I, at first, I was, was like, I don't, yeah. yeah. at first, I was like, that's so interesting, like, like how the song can help you but then yeah it was the goal and 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 it it was helping me back in the day now like thousands or millions of people and they actually they listen to my song like they can on repeat for one hour or 10 hours seriously they just turn on my song and just listen to it and that's it it's it's crazy yeah
0: man It's like, it's such a dream for so many artists and like you hit the, you hit the nail on the head with that one, man. So did, did like popular people start reaching out to you to like collab or like what was the producer community's reaction to Tokyo?
1: Uh, To be honest, like when there was a peak moment when everybody uh, like spoke about Tokyo and like all the TikTok makers and, you know, I got so many emails and DMs that I even don't know. <laughs> like, I got I got so much that I was like, okay, I don't want to even read it because it's like it makes yeah, me. You spend know. all day reading and DMing, yeah. Yeah, it just makes me like, you know, I, I got some anxiety from this. But yeah. yeah, I got like a lot of managers, a lot of like people, a lot of TikTokers, companies, and like a lot of shit. You know, yeah, I even Yeah, that was crazy. I I was going to ask
0: next did you find like the success of the song overwhelming at all or were you just happy it was blowing up
1: So it was when I when when I got really sick my song blew up and I was so sick I was like I, I don't know if it was coronavirus but I think it was cuz like I lost my like uh, uh, how how to say oh, it in English yeah. like my smell and like I couldn't taste anything and I felt like fucking shit so I just played hades on my switch you know mm-hmm. and it made me very happy you know that i was so sick and but something happy something good was going on on the other it was side helping and, you through it yeah, yeah yeah exactly and like i was like it's so crazy yeah but to be honest seriously these four months or five months of the peak of tokyo was one of the most stressful moments of my life You have to make the right decision because like I was on the phone every day with major labels by myself because I don't have a manager. And you know, I can speak English with you, but when you're starting to speak business English, it's a different... I couldn't explain what I want because like, first of all, it's hard in my own language. It's hard even if we were talking Ukrainian or Russian, but in Mm -hmm. English, so it's... Man, it was so stressful. I was... I was constantly thinking that I'm sound like a fucking idiot on the phone. And I was Mm -hmm. like, shit. And it, it, it was every day. So that's when I got like a professional lawyer and he helped me a lot. But yeah, we basically were working on a contract for a label for four months. So I was not able to sleep well, to think well, to be productive and... It was crazy. Seriously, I was very happy, but very stressed. And when I finally signed the track, and I, when I finally got the deal I want, I went to vacation to Dubai. I flew to Dubai, and I was like, I, I saw wanna... that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want to think about anything else. I just want to have fun and chill, you know. Yeah, so, it, Yeah,
0: totally. So, kind of looking back on just Tokyo in general, what would you say is like the best thing to have come out of it? be it a record deal or the 30 million streams like what for you personally was like the rewarding part about tokyo
1: uh it's provided me with money and now i can make music i want and Mm -hmm. tokyo made me more money than i made in my whole life so it's like (laughs) yeah yeah, so basically it's crazy because like you know when you have like a commercial commercial success like even people who do not believe in you they're starting to listen to you you know and yeah yeah because money is everything for the for a lot of people not for me though (laughs) but yeah but that was the best thing probably money and recognition and that now i can make music i want basically for like a few years and do not Mm -hmm. worry about money so if you if
0: you had any advice for pre-tokyo Tech, what advice would that be
1: Keep fucking going do what yeah. you... Because, you know, I didn't tell you this. So basically 2020 was the hardest, probably one of the hardest years in my life. Probably Dude, like... for a lot of people. A, yeah, man. For a lot of people. Like COVID, all my plans all my plans got ruined. And I actually flew to the United States, but I couldn't go there. When I was in Germany, they turned me back home. They was like, yo, you, you're going to have... You, you have to have a citizen. You have to be a citizen, or you have to have a green card. And I had a talent visa, so basically they was like, you can't fly through Europe because like they have some stuff that European people cannot fly to United States right now or something. Mm -hmm. So I flew back to Ukraine. I was like, okay, I just wasted one hundred and like oh one thousand five hundred bucks like on tickets and shit, and that was very stressful Mm because it was a lot of money for me. But yeah, and and the other bad thing is that I made very like small amount of money in 2020, like very small. Mm-hmm. And then I got kind of fired from all my, not work, but like I was working for people, for like company music. And because of COVID I got fired. Yeah, they couldn't afford one day. them, yeah. They couldn't afford, they couldn't pay me. So I was like, I'm by myself with no money. And I was like, I felt so shitty, man. I was like, bro, I've been making music my whole life. I'm 20, 23 years old, I was 23 and I cannot make fucking 500 bucks a month? Like, are you kidding me? Like mm. I've been making music for 12 years and I cannot make like even 1,000 bucks or something. Dude, Tokyo came out of the heavens, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, it was like, it's funny, but I was like, okay, now I'm gonna I said before, before Tokyo became popular, I said, now I'm gonna work for myself. And now I'm going to make music every month. So I started to release yeah. tracks every fucking month. In August, September, October, November, December, January, February, I had a release. And I remember in December, I was like sitting in my room and I was like talking to the universe or something. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe in God kind of, but I believe in something, you know, some yeah. force mm-hmm. and shit. So I was like, bro, like universe or something. I've been making music my whole life. Give me some like, sign or help me or give me some challenge and i'm gonna accept it and i'm gonna go through it and i'm gonna do everything great and in two weeks tokyo blow up
0: that's crazy
1: bro bro oh it's, it's, it sounds it sounds crazy because it sounds like i'm bullshitting right now but i'm i'm, I'm being honest for like 100% i was Dude, like totally yeah i, and I think
0: i think one of the craziest parts about like having any success is just like having those really, really hard times before it makes yeah. the success so much better. You know, Exactly, like, like bro. Tokyo felt probably so much better for you knowing that the previous year had been so horrible, you know? Yeah.
1: And a lot of people are like, oh, you got lucky. Yes, I got lucky. Like, seriously, if we're gonna talk about luck, I got lucky with Tokyo, but yeah. I didn't get I didn't luck, get lucky with my contract. I made one of the best contracts in the industry with my yeah, lawyer. We, we we were working for like four months, and I I was just smart about the decision I made. That's so good. basically, but I was working before Tokyo like for like thirteen years in music industry. You know, so yes, I got lucky, but like I've been working my ass off. Like I made so many so much music for people. You know, it's like crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah so um where where do you see yourself within the next few years i know this is usually hard because like the life of an artist is kind of all over the place like where you think you're gonna be when you actually get there you're you're nowhere where you would have thought you would you'd be if you know what i'm saying so so in the future the best you can describe to me where you kind of see your project and you as an artist
1: yeah so like in a few years i'm gonna play probably shows around the world and i'm Mm -hmm. gonna make a lot of music uh and, and that's it probably yeah yeah man. i, I want to make my own like computer game or something so i, I might invest in some games and shit and, and like make, yeah it's my dream i, I really want to make a game for like nintendo switch ps4 ps5 yeah that's just my biggest dream right now too see just i can
0: see that because like through these visuals and stuff you're kind of already yeah. creating like a theme like, not like a video game theme, but just like a very, like... World. Video yeah. games have a very similar uh, world kind of vibe as you're yeah. creating with your song. So that would be super cool to see in the future, for sure. Yeah. Um, would you, if you were offered the level of success that, say, Marshmallow
1: has, would you take it or or no? I don't know. It's, like, it's so hard because, like, I, ha- I have friends that are extremely popular. Like, when you walk on the street, like... Yeah, I don't want to get in like details, but like I I know yeah. some people that are very, very, very popular, and I just don't know. I just look mm-hmm. at this, and I was like, it's cool, but it's like, I don't know. It's like you no privacy. Want to be able to live normally a little bit too? Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to be popular when I was like younger, but when I grew up more, like you see I don't the know, you see the dark side to it now. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, the, and I I I, I want to be like my dream is to be able to play shows around the world, to be able to make music and mm-hmm. just live my life you know i dude but, yeah. yeah yeah but totally if it, it's yeah. going to happen if it's going to happen it's going to happen you know you cannot control it too so yeah percent man so would you say would
0: you say your friend circle has gotten tighter ever since tokyo or have you been talking to more people and really expanding your circle
1: not not because of tokyo but like lately i started to like i don't know i started to spend more time with people that I feel that after like a conversation, we all get in something. You know, we learn something, and we do not just yeah. spend time like you know, fucking drinking beer and and nothing. You mm-hmm. know, so my circle got way way more tighter than before. And like right now, probably almost all my like friends, they are creative people and they are, like successful in some areas. Mm-hmm. But I have the normal friends as well for my childhood, like that's the best friends as well too yeah you know the day ones yeah um, the, dude yeah. i want to hear the story about
0: skrillex bro so for anybody oh. who doesn't know if you scroll way down on his instagram page you will find a picture of of Litex standing next to skrillex i want to know the story bro you already told me a little bit of it but like i want to yeah. hear it
1: firsthand <laughs> so uh i had the dream since i was like you know since i started making music that i'm gonna Come to Los Angeles, and I'm gonna meet Skrillex in person. That was my dream like ten years ago. <laughs> it literally soon. happened. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that, that. That's what I tell people that everything is possible. Literally, you just have to, you know, work and and believe in yourself. And yeah, shit, but yeah, so, uh so my friend he used to work with Skrillex back in the day even, and he oh, used wow. to yeah like be he's like an audio engineer. He's like work with Skrillex, with Diplo, with a lot of big guys. And he has like his studio in LA. So one day when I was at home, he like, he called me and he was like, yo, Skrill- Skrillex is gonna come to our studio. I'm gonna work with him. Like, uh, just if you wanna be at the studio, you can come as well. Wow. <laughs> Bro, I started shaking like crazy, yeah. my heart, like, <laughs> I got like, I don't know, maybe like 190 BPM or something. Like, I was like, I thought I'm gonna fucking die from excitement. I was like, I, I, <laughs> I better go to the so doctors crazy. first yeah. yeah bro i was like oh my fucking god so yeah i want to because i do not fanboy anybody uh, anymore like yeah. but before i had just skrillex it was like like the biggest you know star i wanted to like meet and I'm and sure. conor mcgregor probably before yeah. <laughs> so and i came to the studio and i was like okay i was waiting for the skrillex and just i, I was working there as well on my music so not just skrillex but yeah and he came to the studio he like we we shake hands he was like hey Sony." i was like hey alex (laughs) nice to meet you and i was like you know i I didn't want to show that i'm a fan because like you know when people go into the studio to work you don't want to ruin the vibe they go there to chill and work you don't want to be a fanboy and it's like yeah i i feel so terrible because my friend he told me yo if you're going to be at the studio just please be normal Like, please, just do not show any, like, you know, Skrillex wants to work, you know, yeah, it's his time, he's, like, you know, and then, like, after a few minutes, after, like, maybe 30 minutes or so, he went out of the studio, and I was like, hey, Sony, he was like, yeah, man, and somebody called him, like, hey, hey, Sony, you you forgot to, like, Close your car or something, I don't know, something with a car. So he was like, "Oh man, one, one moment." I was like, "Okay." He went to uh, to see his car. He came back and he was like, "Yo, man, what's up?" So I I lost my like speech. I couldn't fucking talk, man. Seriously, I got so nervous I couldn't because you know in English, like I probably was was able to speak in Russian, but like in English it's so hard when you're nervous. Oh, it's like my brain got like I forgot English. <laughs> Like I was like I do I do not speak this language, but then I was like, uh, uh, like man, like I was trying to say something, but I was like, like I got inspired by you and like I came to LA because of you. I really want to like shake your hand and say thank you for everything. Like I have right now, he was like, yo, man, that's so cool, that's like awesome. He was so nice to me. He was yeah. like, yo, he hugged me. He like we hugged, and I was like, yo, man. He was like, yo, give me, uh, give me high five. So, and and then I was like, can I take a picture with you? He was like, of course, no problem. And my friend uh, came to us, he took a picture of us that you can see on Instagram, Yeah. on my Instagram. And then I was like, yo, thank you so much, man, for everything, like, you're you, you are my biggest inspiration. He was like, yo, man, good luck in your music career, That's awesome, like, everything is gonna be, like, fu- uh, cool, like, and shit, and he, like, you know, inspired me a lot. And I was like, good luck on your album, and that was... It, that was the interaction i was like okay because i know he need to work so i don't want to take his time i was like okay thank you bye-bye that was crazy man i yeah, still dude, it, that's
0: yeah. I'm, I'm shaking i'm sweating just like hearing that
1: story bro.
0: <laughs> so yeah. did you hear anything he was working on or what ha- what happened during the studio time
1: yeah i heard something but like not like detailed a lot of different mm-hmm. stuff like but yeah i went home after like an hour or some yeah so yeah and i didn't want to like you know to look you didn't want to intrude ancient. on yeah yeah because yeah. especially right now i i understand like people like him even more when i when i starting to get friends who are, like kind of popular mm-hmm. and i understand that yeah you just need to act normal and and also after i met skrillex i just lost this like feeling uh I don't know how to explain to you, but right now, everybody is the same for me. No matter you're popular, you are a millionaire, you are poor. Like, I do not have any, like, fun boys anymore. Even if I'm going to meet Skrillex again, I'm going to feel, like, normal. I don't know why mm-hmm. it's happened to me, but yeah. Yeah,
0: you kind of just, like, you, you got it out of your system in the studio. Again. Yeah, You're like, oh, my God, like, he's literally just a normal person. That means, yeah. like, everyone is literally just a normal person. So, like, exactly. treating them like they're a god is, like unrealistic almost but yeah dude, yeah that's like that's a that's a spectacular story man um who are, who are you who would you say are your top five favorite artists right now like if you open your spotify who are like the top <gasps> five artists you listen to the most
1: uh so it's hard to say because like lately i've not been listening to music that much uh mm. I, and if i listen it's some like jazz music or instrumental music or like i don't know some music for a game or a movie so but yeah it's probably i know porter robinson is way is very good Um, yeah you like his new album yeah it's it's fucking the last track he he released is so good like with the music video as well it's like crazy yeah he did a very
0: similar kind of 3d visual thing with that i saw
1: yeah that that, i uh, it's a big inspiration for me as well but like uh do, i like the monster cat label so it's like mm-hmm. i don't know how to pronounce his name in english it's like high wire high wear, i don't know yeah how i, I know. think it's Highwire. yeah yeah and the other guys world world so yeah these guys are my favorite because mm-hmm. they do, do, they you, do uh, um,
0: yeah do you know who bishu is
1: oh yeah he's fucking awesome yeah he's sick do you know do you know tisoki yeah those are my favorite guys who put stuff out on monster cat they're, they're so yeah. cool bro <laughs> oh and actually i just uh, recently started to listen to uh marauda do you know this guy yeah he, yeah he makes like some like not dubstep but how we call it like tear out i know mm-hmm. it's called tear out it's crazy because he like he makes it so loud and crazy but it's so fucking clean i do not yeah. understand how it's possible to mix it and yeah it, it's crazy for sure. Do, do you listen to a lot of rap or anything, or not anymore? Like actually, when I when I learn English on a level I can understand like basic English, I I don't know. I lost interest in rap because I started to understand what they are rapping about, mm-hmm. and I could not get related. And yeah, like, I don't know. It's just not. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I do not. I don't like it that much anymore. But if if some like very catchy, very great beat and very like some cool work uh how we call it in English. fuck uh mm-hmm. flow i don't know yeah i can i i can like
0: it flow rhythm yeah I get what you're yeah yeah rhythm yeah um yeah i think a long time ago i remember seeing on your stories you were talking about like um how like beat producers are like nothing compared to edm producers or something like that and they only make beats <laughs> or something like that dude honestly i agree so much like sometimes <laughs> i hear sometimes i hear like beats to like rap songs. And I'm like, they they got paid millions of dollars to make this. And it's like, that's, that feels unfair.
1: <laughs> yeah. I kind of changed my mind on this a bit because yeah. it's like, if it works for them and to be honest, I started to see a difference right now between a, like very good beat and shitty beat. Cause like I started to make more beats and my beats sucks. Seriously. Like, cause I have, I have a professional beat makers, like friends who are professional beat makers mm-hmm. and like, you know, it's a whole another like industry, and I was talking about that, but then I just changed my mind because, like, mm-hmm. you know, I met really big professional people, and I was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about, you know. <laughs> That's funny, yeah, yeah. But they like, s- yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, but for them, like, electronic music is so like hard and interesting, mm-hmm. you know, and they like get inspired by it. If you if you like listen to Trippie Red right now, like he you, has you a track. The lines yeah. are
0: blurring between like, like pop and mainstream music and electronic music, man. Like that, those are right. literally future bass loops that they're using. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. It's like future bass beats or something. It's crazy. And it's, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's
0: super, super unique. Um, yeah. yeah, man, we're, we're about, I think we're about to wrap it up here. So what, what song or not, I guess not what songs, but do you have any cool kind of projects coming up that you want everyone to know about? Or yeah. do you have any exciting like career plans in the future?
1: yes yeah, so uh i release a lot of like happy music lately i've been releasing but in august i want to release one special track i'm working right now and i want to make a music video and it's probably going to be the first music video where i'm going to be in, in this music video there as we well go. yeah man yeah and uh, i i don't know it's hard to say but it's going to be very experimental i don't even know like this style what style is this it's just some some weird music you know and i want to make some crazy visuals on top of this music yeah, video dude. some crazy shit like i don't know and some experimental and i want to promote it on like youtube and shit mm-hmm. so people can see it yeah when you when you say crazy do you mean like like a lot of 3d effects or like a uh, cgi or i want like something experimental that Probably, maybe you didn't see before or something. Yeah. Like, I'm going to work with Eduardo probably on it. I told mm-hmm. him about this project, and he's, like, very inspired by this. But the problem is that I've been working on this track, like, for the past few uh, weeks. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the track changing so much that, like, I have so many different versions. And, like, I don't know. It's it's very hard to say. But, yeah, I hope to release it in August and to be experimental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. We're
0: all excited, that's for sure. So, so plug your social media, man. Where can people follow you if they wanna get
1: to know you? Oh, just probably my Instagram and YouTube is the best place to follow me because Instagram is like my thoughts and mm-hmm. pictures and YouTube is my like visuals with music. Awesome, dude. All right, that was so
0: much fun, bro. It was such a fantastic hour. I can't wait to put this yeah. up. Yeah, thank you so much, bro. Alrighty, guys, thank you for listening to the episode today. If you liked what you heard, throw us on a story, go leave a comment, go promote the podcast if you would like to. Um, I really appreciate it. This episode was super fun. Honestly, my favorite episodes of this podcast are where I don't know a lot about the person I'm interviewing going in, and so the conversation is very natural, and I'm actually learning the things as I listen and as I talk, and this was a perfect episode for that. I feel like I really got to know Lee Tech by the end, and I hope you guys did too. Um, Super nice guy, honestly. like I'm so glad we got to have a conversation, and we got to know each other, and it's super good, super fun. Um, I hope you guys feel the same. But um I'm going to link all of his socials in the description of this podcast. So go follow him, go check out his YouTube channel where he's trying to ramp things up. But um I don't really have much else to add today. So like I said go listen to my songs that just dropped. Um yeah guys, have a have a great rest of your day or night or whenever whenever you're listening to this. So peace.